that we went live just as I was yawning. <laughs> I know. Like, as I was yawning, you were like, hey, check it out. I'm going to absolutely demonstrate that I am already bored with Steve. Um, oh, man. What? No. Ha, ha. I did it. No, it's late. It's fine. Everybody, welcome to episode 270 of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. It's video game week, as evidenced by the fact that our resident video game expert, Excellente. Ooh. Uh, the Princess of Power, Amanda Pharaoh is here. <coughs> Goodness. I promise I didn't forget your last name. I was okay. trying to hold that back. Goodness gracious. Let me get a little water here. That's all good. Care for video game week, though, which you know I love. I know. You Always do enjoy video games. You do enjoy video games. It's kind of like you've built like your entire career around it. Um and also your life around that. So, uh, same True. on the second part. As as one can see. As one can see, because you moved your camera, so now I we can did. see more of your um, your gaming tchotchkes. Which it's one true. of those... Sh- can you point to the shelf that is all Baby Yodas? It's the one in the... Yeah, right see, that, that shelf right there is all little Baby Yoda figurines, everybody. Yep. All Grogu's. All Grogu's. Super all Grogu's hilarious. All the time. You want to know um, what this is? That is it's from Psychonauts too. What is it? Is it a? It's a tooth. It's a toothbrush. Oh yeah, a Psychonauts two toothbrush. Okay, cool. Inspired by the opening level of uh, Psychonauts. Psychonauts yes. two. That was that was from when I previewed it at E three. Oh wow, a while ago. Yeah, so I mean, it was like 2018 when I did that preview because they had. Ju- was it 2019? Might have been 2019. I don't oh, remember. It's been a while. 20. 20- 19 was the last e3 you went to it's true and it in fact will probably be the last e3 i ever go to yeah um it might be the last e3 that any of us ever go to because who the heck knows everybody uh, so it's video game week um and what i was you know when i was fishing around looking for topics you know we are you know we don't have to talk about the news we do that you do that on your show uh i do that elsewhere so like we get to like we, we aren't really tied to current events, you know what I mean? So that gives us a lot of freedom. And with that freedom comes the opportunity to talk about indie games pretty much whenever we want. And so today, yeah. I thought we would talk about the best family-friendly indie games of 2021. Now, you put together a nice little article on EngageFamilyGaming.com during our last I content did. sprint that has since been published. And yes, the link is going to be in the show notes. In fact... I'm putting it there right now. Um, And so we're going to talk about the games that are on that list, because some of them are games that are already out. Some of them are games that will be coming soon. And then um, we're going to talk about some of the independent games or, and and I'm going to include smaller games that are coming out later in the year that are interesting slash could potentially fit on this list. If we were to make it again on December 31st, what does that sound like? Yeah. Um, and so anytime you and I jam out to talk about indie games, it is always a fun time because mm-hmm. um, both of us do enjoy us some indie games. That's um, a fact, So why don't we start just by going around the horn? Because I played a bunch of video games this weekend, not including an absurd amount of World of Warcraft. Awesome. Um, what uh, Have you played anything that we can talk about? I have. Yeah, absolutely. I have been playing... The two games that are really like safe for this cast or that are not NDA'd into the next universe. Um, because that happens a lot with you. 
yes, it happens a shockingly overwhelming amount of times. And so I've been playing, so I played Wildermyth and I've played Humankind. Those are the two really big ones that I ended up playing. I watched you play a bunch of Humankind and it really was, it was really cool watching you play Humankind on your stream. Humankind folks being the Sega civilization like. What was That's really right. awesome developed about watching. Developed by Amplitude. Oh, developed by Amplitude. Okay. So the, the, what was awesome about watching you is that you really very quickly settled into the keys. Like it was like, you know what I mean? Like it was, um, cause it's not the same thing, but it it's felt not even remotely the same thing as civilization. But I think a lot of the skills and knowledge and strategy and stuff like that. And like with methods of thought are trans, you know, clearly are transferable because within like 45 minutes, you were very comfortable, you know, at the keys. And some of that is just skill. But I think absolutely thousands of hours of strategy games helps um, when yes. playing strategy games. You know, Many it felt, thousands it, of hours. It felt like watching a professional football player play uh, flag football. It's a different thing. But you, you, clearly the high skills praise, followed around. Um, I it, That high praise was intended. Um, so tell me... Uh, what what did you like about Humankind, if anything? Did you like it? Actually, I did really like it. I went back and I played it over the weekend again just to to really dig into it and see what there was to see because I only got to spend about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes with the game uh, on my Friday stream over on Ready Player Mom. So it is a historical strategy game. It's a turn-based mm -hmm. strategy game. It's a 4X turn-based historical strategy game. So you think that based on all of that information that it would be, in fact, just a civil like, mm -hmm. But it is not. You start off, in fact, as just a tribe of nomads. And as you gain experience, either by fighting animals or by exploring or by picking up science points, you end up in this place where you can choose who to become as a civilization. Okay. Whether or not to focus on economics, on aesthetics, so on culture and influence more specifically. Okay. Uh, to focus on, um, what are the other ones? Science. Okay. And I believe the other one is military. Okay. So based on that information, you can sit down and make some really interesting decisions. So originally I went with the Babylonians because they are very science focused. And I'm like, oh, science, that sounds great. And it didn't end up working out for me in that particular playthrough because I kept getting into places where when I would settle, you know, and found a new outpost because you don't found new cities in humankind you found outposts and you can eventually grow those outposts into full cities with enough influence so with enough in-game time and enough exploration you can transform how your empire grows so i didn't like that so on the weekend when i started over again i ended up playing as the phoenicians and the phoenicians are an aesthete 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 um they're, they're, that's, so they're, they're all about influence and culture, right? So yep. the influence that I was generating per turn was awesome, and it helped with me not getting overwhelmed by every other player. Because the win state 
for the game isn't, you know, a domination victory or it's it's not like a science victory. It is no, you end the game and whoever has the most fame wins. Okay. So whoever has the most fame and influence over the world wins at humankind because their culture is the dominant culture. Okay. So I haven't gotten to the end game of humankind because that's not how I play. That's that's not how I tend to play um, strategy games is I will start them over and over and over again until I have, you know, a pretty decent handle on the game's mechanics and its systems. And the systems in humankind are robust. So it's going to take more time for me to really dig into it and enjoy myself. But so far, so good. I think it's... I think it's a very interesting take on the genre, um, especially allowing players to amalgamate. Like they can, they can just like make their own cultures based on a number of different other cultures. Like if you start off as the Phoenicians, maybe you end up as somebody else later, and you want to incorporate that culture into your culture. It's essentially like cultural assimilation and imperialism, which is an interesting note that i'm going to potentially explore as like my own personal think piece but anyway overall great game very cool i'm looking forward to playing more of it when i have a little bit more time super pretty it's also absolutely gorgeous for what it is you know like a lot of people like oh you know civ you know if you're not paying attention it just looks like civilization but when you look it's not it's got you know it's got different stuff going on um welcome so beautiful Welcome to the chat, Gatologic. Um, he is uh, he's lurking, and that is okay. We'll take it anyway. So um, I did not play any strategy games. I actually, uh, so I played three video games that were not World of Warcraft this weekend. And mm-hmm. um, so the first one is just that let's, uh, how about, just, let me just tell a, a story. Let me paint a picture. So my oldest. Paint me a word picture. A word picture, yes. My oldest son is a huge fan of the game Undertale. Huge oh, fan. Oh, okay. He loves it. He's played it several times. He thinks the characters are hysterical. You know, whatever. And he has been trying to get me to play this game. No comments from the peanut gallery, even if I'm talking about you. Um, <laughs> he's playing Mario Kart with no audio over that way. Um, That's impressive. I don't think I would be able to play Mario Kart without audio. How would you hear the incoming uh, anything? I don't know, but he's in good shape. Um, he's doing he's doing pretty okay. Um, so he he we finally he looked at me and he was like, "Look, we got a long weekend. You know, how about during the day on Saturday or on Sunday and Monday, we'll just do two big sessions with me sitting behind you with a guide, and we'll just." get you through um undertale so you can understand what people are talking about it's like this is required reading you should know about it you're many years too late we should have done this a while ago and i was like you know what you're right so like legit sunday morning i come down and he's got a controller charged for me sitting next to my chair and the game is up on game pass and it's already been downloaded and so i sat down and he sat on the couch behind me and he was like, you know, hey, He's dude. He's the man in the chair. He was definitely going to be the man in the chair. And so he goes, dude, um, you know, let's get going. And I gave it a good try. I gave it, I think, about 
an hour and a half of playing the game. Before I get... And basically, I got to the first fight with Papyrus. And uh, who is, like, one of the big bad guys. And I had... Dude, continue. no, no comments <laughs> for really the peanut gallery. Really wants to be a part of the conversation. Listen, yet. if you want to, if you want to be a part of the conversation, you got to get on um, Discord in the other room. Um, it's true. So, um, and so I got like an hour and a half in. Right, we went through some puzzles, we went through some fights, and uh, I had to stop. Be- and, and there's a couple of reasons for it. And this is something that we've talked about, and I think this is a great object lesson for everybody. Is you have to know what is your game eventually. I think that's a skill that everybody has to just kind of pick up. And um, because not every game is for every person and that's okay. Thousands of video games come out every day. Um, It seems like at the very least Mm -hmm. every week, hundreds of games come out. And so it's really important. And that's something I've learned over the years is what I like and what I am. The thing that I struggle with the most is um, puzzles. I am not a big puzzle guy. I like... Not your bag. I like Tetris. That's different. But I'm not going to play The Witness. Or Braid. Like Again, that's fair. Puzzle games. For that's fair. That's fair for many reasons. Fair. But like, you know what I mean? Like, these games that are like OMG puzzle games are just not my jam. And, and that's okay. And um, the other thing that I'm really not good at is... Um, bullet hell. And, um, specifically, I'm bad at bullet hell when it is not in a context of, like, an action game or, like, shooting. Right? So, like, because I can play Ikaruga, or I can play, like, Gradius and stuff like that. Like, I can play those kind of games, but when they apply those mechanics to something else, like, for example, if I have to dodge out of the way of stuff as Mario, which has been known to happen, or if they Sometimes. put a, or if they put an encounter like that on a boss in an MMO or, you know, Zelda, which similar types of things, not bullet hell exactly, but that whole like dodging patterns of stuff, I am awful at it. And it ultimately comes down to the fact that I have bad buttons. We've talked about this. Bad buttons. Mm-hmm. And um I see your comment in the chat, Mega Mom. I'm gonna get to it in a second. The uh so it just hit me in like, and the reality is Undertale presents itself as a role-playing game with combat as a core mechanic, which sounds awesome. But the idea is the game actually gets worse if you kill things. Like if you fight stuff, the game gets harder. It wants you to spare everything. And in order to spare the monsters, um, every fight turns into a puzzle where you have to listen to what they say and see their animations and all the stuff and like figure out what you have to what commands to use to get their name to turn yellow so you can release them. Um, and I did not like that. Um, and fair. so after a little bit, and I felt, I still feel bad that I disappointed, you know, uh, my oldest. I mean, he says that it was no big deal. I at least tried it. Um, but it was, I bounced really hard. Now Mega Mom in the chat saying that she loves puzzles, but she really doesn't like platformers. You mean, I mean, how do you, how do you how do you dislike platformers in the Mega Man house? Like I don't I'm I'm curious. We'll have to take this offline because I'm very curious how the Mega Man house. How do you? I mean, is Mega Man the exception? Is my curiosity. Um, 
Because she is Mega Mom for a reason. Because that is a Mega Man household, Amanda. They have so oh, much. Oh, I, I guessed. When I get when I when, the next time I'm at their home, next time I'm at their home, I will take pictures of a bunch of the uh, Mega Man paraphernalia, and you will be very impressed. They got all sorts of cool stuff. Um, so, uh, all right. So she watches other people play it and learns the lore and enjoys the that that makes sense. I appreciate that. So, um. Anyway, so that was my experience with Undertale, and I think the the, the object lesson here is, if uh, if a ga- if know what kind of games you like, and when you do your homework and you're like, you know what, I don't like those, don't play them, uh, because it'll save you money and time. It's true, right? And there's just so many people that are like get, that feel like they got to buy everything. Like I'm in these Nintendo Facebook groups that are like, I have to buy it. Nintendo's making it. I'm like, are you sure? Because I feel like you're just going to come out and be mad about it if, because it's not for you. Why don't you save yourself $60 and like go get a, get some like A5 Wagyu or something. You know what I mean? Like try something <laughs> different. I mean, that gets Damn. you like half of a steak, but like whatever, you know, like, or so yeah, or experiment with the thing. And knowing what you like means that you will find games that you never would have expected. It's true. Which is so wild. The kind of thing with fashion is knowing what works for you and what doesn't. And you just don't waste money buying things that don't work for your body. Um, this is facts. Um, did I, did I, did I show you my most recent stupid patterned Hawaiian shirt? I have not seen it. And I'm very upset that you did not text it to me immediately. I didn't? Wait, hold on. Hold on. We're going to fix this right now. I think you might have seen it. (laughs) I don't know. I might have seen it. There is a, there is the possibility we're doing this for the content, people. Nope, that's brand new to me. That's fantastic. Um, I'm sorry I didn't text that to you. How did I not? It's okay. I don't know. I feel, I feel if you guilty. Did, then I for- no, if you did, then I forget and then I feel guilty. So let's just chalk uh, it up to a communication misfire let's and not just, worry about it. Let, yeah, let's just put that let's away. Let's just keep rolling. Let's, let's just put that rolling. aside. That is my... So what's awesome about my Facebook feed is now that I have completed the purchase on two of those it is on now like if it is a hawaiian if it is a hawaiian print or a bowling shirt that has nerd crap on it it hits me hard and most recently i started getting sweater vests with the nerd stuff on it and i am in for the sweater vest so amazon or whoever is listening to everything i do um feed me facebook ads for nerdy sweater vests i'm in um so, I mean, whatever. I mean, listen, if the Facebook, I will, I will concede to the advertisement if they keep showing me awesome things. Like when they show me stuff that sucks, I'm not happy. But, but they keep showing me awesome Hawaiian print nerd shirts. And like some of them are a little much. Which is saying something considering the blue one that I got. The one with all the Pokemon. That one's like crazy. Um, that one's lovely. Uh, it's great, but it's a... To say something is a little much after that one is like, whoa. Um, yeah, you know, you have to really go for it to be um, a little much after that loudness. I'm definitely getting a Christmas blazer at um, for all of my live streams for from Thanksgiving until New Year's. I'm just going to no, rock Christmas blazers. So anyway. I love this for you. So what other, so you played Humankind and then you played Wild, what what was the other one? Wildermyth. Wildermyth. Can you tell me? Yeah. This is a game I know about. I know about. I'm just being dumb and forgetting it, right? it's been out it, right? for a while. 
No, it's been out for a while, and I I, have, I got a code for it. I either got a code for it, or it was in a humble bundle or something like that. And this is the this is a really interesting role playing game. And okay. by role playing game, I mean like it's basically a tabletop role playing game, but make it digital. I mean, you choose your party as you so you choose three people you can craft all of them so they're like very bespoke or you okay. can do what i did and just randomize all of it because i was on a stream and i'm like nope we gotta go nobody got time for sitting here go, go, and go, crafting go, go, go. we gotta go 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 you can't go fast it's, if you go too slow that's uh that's some backyard games by the way that's a backyard game that's definitely how the song goes don't so Do, much can you guys hear can you guys hear the backseat podcasting or or does he hopefully come off as like the parent from peanuts um because he's no, trying to be statler can you hear him cute. i can hear him oh man great great All i right. can hear him it's fine he's not bugging me um so anyway wildermyth you choose your three characters and you choose their stats sort of it's more like their personalities and you don't choose their classes or anything like that because they're chosen for you in the tutorial level that i've played because it is a predefined adventure okay. essentially so the main character becomes a fighter the character that ends up needing to be saved ends up needing ends up becoming a ranger and there's a third character that becomes a wizard or a mage of some kind that ends up being able to, I don't know, siphon off the energy from objects in the surrounding, in her surroundings or their surroundings in order to create new and interesting magic. It's a very, very interesting magic system where you're just siphoning off magic all the time. So... An interesting concept. You can play it multiplayer or single player. And again, it's one of those things where I feel like I just need to spend more time with it before I can adequately say whether or not this game is worth purchasing. I think that based on the limited amount of time that I've played it, it is delightful. It's creative. It's funny as heck. Like, it is super charmingly funny. I, I really enjoy games that poke fun at tabletop rpgs in a very benign and loving way because it comes from a place of deeply understanding you know what makes tabletops go burr essentially yeah so cool game looking forward to spending some more time with it again once i have the time so probably october <laughs> yeah so in the year of our lord 2025 you know what you are not the first person that has talked to me about this game now that I'm looking at this, I was just looking through some old messages. You know who also loved this game, played the heck Funny. out of it, finished it, and told me that I that this is. He said, and it I quote, up your alley. "This is a Steve game." It is. Um, is uh, James the EFG video guy? Oh, that's um, great! Yeah, it's really, he has really been cool. trying because he loves like tactical role playing stuff. This has a little bit oh, of that. Yeah. And it does. It definitely because it because it's all squares, mm -hmm. you know. So you're just you're moving around in a grid. It's got this beautiful. So it's like you're playing D and D. It's got like this beautiful like webcomic art style. It um, does, and it's all two D. Yeah. So think like Paper Mario. So I'm gonna put a link right? in the chat for y'all, so you can take a look at it later. It'll get you to the Steam page. Um, it's 
cool. It's yeah, definitely is, worth playing cool. if you love tabletop RPGs of <laughs> any kind. Yeah. Or if you've ever felt like, oh, I wish I could play tabletop RPGs, but I've never had the opportunity to. Wildermyth is a really great place to start because it's basically like a, playing a DM-less game. Yeah, no, this sounds... This is this is now that now that you have mentioned it, this has absolutely been told to me. Um, if if you if you don't mind, if you could look through your emails and see if you have a contact email for them, because I might like to reach out to them for a code to maybe stream it on a day. Um, that sounds good. It's uh, evolve evolve. PR oh, it's evolve. Them. Oh, I yeah. can just I can just reach out to my evolve person. Um, mm-hmm. um, go look at that. It's like superpowers um, of Mega communication. Megamon knows what's up. Megamom um, knows what's up. Good place for our oldest to cut their teeth on. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I think she's RPGs. Yeah, man. I think that is I absolutely true. Good. This is because this, from what it's James said, cheeks. from what from what James has said, and what you, it sounds like you're confirming. This is a capital RPG. Yes, but it is you know kind capital of a little T simpler. RPG. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think this is absolutely. I think this is something to at least take a look at. Um, yeah. It's on PC um, it and Mac and Linux. Um, no, not Linux. It's just PC and Mac. Um, but I let me see. Is it on anything else? I'm, I'm gonna, not certain, actually. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a quick look on their website for sake of information. Right now, it's only on Steam. But this definitely looks like a game that, like, the people that are that are collecting this, that are collecting games for Switch. Um, are definitely have if they haven't seen this yet. No, I mean like the people that are like me. Yeah, like this looks like a game that's gonna find its way over to Switch eventually. And then um, I will double dip and, and I will course, purchase it. Yeah, absolutely. I think this because is because I would like to point you to my Switch library. That's bananas. Yeah, it looks it comes out some of the analysis paralysis by assigning roles, which is great. Agreed. Yes. Also the fact that you can just kind of randomly assign your dudes. That's that it's that great. sounds awesome to me. Yeah, um, I had a I had a party full of all women and you can determine, you know, like if, if you want there to be romance, you can determine what their romantic preferences are. Cool. 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 Which is really, which was really cool. So I liked it and I, you know, it was so it's cool. inclusive. It. It's inclusive. It it's approachable. It's, I mean, this sounds like everything that we need. Also only $25 on steam. Um, I would absolutely, I would a hundred percent throw this on your wish list right now, even if you don't buy it now, because inevitably what's going to happen, you're going to forget, put it on your wish list. You'll get a reminder specifically, you'll get a reminder when it goes on sale. Um, so, but throw it on there now. Um, I certainly just did. And I'm probably going to go talk to Evolve PR and see if they will help me out because I would like to. Um, so I'm going to talk about another game. Let me talk. I'm going to talk about a game that is hype. Before I move on to another game that I bounced off of. And this is going to be a relatively quick story. um, Because the game is not rated T. It's actually kind of a little bit outside of our guidelines. But in this case, I think because of the presentation of the game. I think this is one of those watch a YouTube video. You might be okay with it. Um, So it's a game called Hunter's Arena Legends. It's $20. It's on PlayStation Mm -hmm. right now. Um, And I believe it might be on some other consoles too. Um, it is a battle royale game, which um, with all the trappings, you start on a big platform, you run in a direction, and it sends you to a different part of the map. Um, but 
Uh, one thing that I really like about it is that there are a lot of non-player NPCs to fight and get experience and loot from. So it's kind of like a MOBA in that way. Um, in that, like, you jump off the map and you immediately are up against, like, creeps, more or less, that are that range in levels. Some of them are way more powerful than you. Um, and the combat system is very skill-based and all the characters are very different. And so... Um, it is entirely possible as a level one character to fight a level 10 mob and beat it and get the experience and whatever. The danger is if you're going to spend a bunch of minutes fighting this big guy, especially if it's depleting your resources and bringing your health down, one player comes up right behind you as an opportunist and just wrecks you and runs away. They get the kill. Uh, I say this as someone who was that opportunist a lot um, because when I play battle royale, when I play Daddy. battle royale games like this, I you don't am mess around, man. I am not here to stand and fight. Um, no, and so it, it is rated I M. Friends either. It's right. I'm not, and, and so it's rated M for blood and gore and you know violence. Because at the end of the day, these are uh, characters of Asian, like an- vaguely anime design, um, in a realistic setting. Um, and they fight with swords and maces and stuff, and there's blood when that happens. I think this is one of those things you got to kind of look to see if it's your jam. For example, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with um, my kids playing this with me, um, but I think there are definitely some folks that where this would cross the line. I don't think this is like a soft M or anything like that. I think this is appropriately rated, um, but it's neat. Um, I really liked it. I'm going to be playing more of it. It was available. The reason I have it is that it was available for free on PlayStation Plus, but now it's $20. Um, I think even as a game for the grown-ups, this is one of those games that uh, if you if you like the idea of a battle royale game, but like Fortnite and like shooters aren't your jam, this has all the trappings of a battle royale game, including the sh- the shrinking territory and all that stuff. Um, but the way you fight is like you're in a fighting game slash Dynasty Warriors game. Because as I said in the beginning, this feels a lot like when you're running through the battlefield and there's like tons of enemies all over the place, it definitely feels like a Musou game. And if you, if that sounds good to you, then it's definitely worth a look. Um, If either the battle royale part sounds bad or the Musou sounds bad, then maybe you should find another game and maybe just wait for Halo multiplayer in a couple months. Because it is unabashedly that um, the character designs are awesome. Some of they're very. There's lots of variation. Um, there's, you know, there's characters that launch and put people up in the air like in a fighting game. And there's a bunch of characters that can't launch. And their whole trick is they do different things. So they really use the full design space as opposed to all the characters just feeling the same and maybe one's quicker and one's slower. They really you know utilize what? the design space, that. which I, I think is yeah. That. I think that's I think that's really cool. Um, there's I think a, that's great. Um, and there's it, it, and they're all very different. Um, and you, I, I had some long drawn out one-on-one fights where we were using them, using trees to block each other. And it was super epic. And I also like totally rolled up on people in the middle of fights and just cheap shot them, took them out. Ah. Um, <laughs> and the map is gorgeous, super cool grass that you can kind of, that you're running through like in a samurai movie. I mean, it's, it's neat. So it's called hunters arena legends. So I ended up front. Okay. It's rated M, but, I think this is one of those, if it sounds interesting, it's worth a YouTube video. Um, 
definitely for the grown-ups, especially if you've been looking for a, a, the if you like the idea of a, a battle royale, but the shooter versions like Warzone or you know whatever don't really interest you. I think this is one to keep an eye on. Awesome, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, my last one, and this is just kind of disappointing, I think, more than anything, is, man, I tried to play Psychonauts 2 this weekend, and oh. Psychonauts 2, is it weird that it's just, like, too weird for me? Like, is that, because that game... So what's weird, to you, what's weird about it? Well, I, I, it's really hard to describe. It's really hard to describe. What's weird, I mean, okay... I will admit that the aesthetic choices in the first level, specifically which involve like going through the psyche of a amateur dentist, which is weird to think of anyway, but whatever, it's meant to be funny where it's like all like, you know, abstract teeth and, and weird gums and all sorts of, like, it was just really gross. Um, Fair. And just some of the, I, I don't know. I think part of that was weird. Some of the monster designs were weird. Like, you know, like sensors that, that are literally just dudes oh, in suits with like no buttons. That's stuff. Yeah, um, that's, that's stuff from the first game. Yeah, so I, it just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I played a good two hours of it. Mm-hmm. So I did not bounce off this lightly. I tried. And it just, I just, I mean, what really happened is I was doing one of the levels and I started falling asleep while I was playing it. Well, um, if you are not enjoying it, then bouncing off of it mm-hmm. is is definitely the thing to do. Yeah. It definitely is. Because if it's, I mean, I am, you know me. Ain't nobody got time to play games that they don't gel with. Yep. Right? I've had plenty of games like that where I'm just like, oh, this is weird and I don't love this, yeah. but I also don't hate it. I'm just not thrilled by it. Yeah, and I think that's really where I was. Is I was like, you know, you know what I'd really rather do right now is just play Ratchet and Clank. Um, it's really what I want to do. That's reasonable. I just wanted to play Ratchet and Clank, and because um, they both fill that goofy two, you know, three D platformer space. It's just I think I would rather just use stupid guns than stupid psychic powers. And there's just something really off putting about the character designs for me. With that said, sure. With that and especially said, especially if you are not super like jazzed about the original game, I love the original game. I'm very excited to go and play Psychonauts two when I have time. Yeah, I think. Whereas I have no relationship to Ratchet and Clank whatsoever, but I enjoy watching Mike play it. Um, it is. Um. Yeah, I think it is, uh, I'm, you know, we got some comments in the chat. Uh, John, the uh, captain of the E3, e- the EFG E3 expansion team, uh, saying uh, that there's nothing wrong with bouncing at all. Absolutely true. And I'm, and that's really, the, the last straw, you know, like I was playing through it and I was like, oh, this is weird. This is a little gross, whatever. I'm fine. And then, um, and I was fine with that. Like, I, I can get over that pretty quickly. And I did. Sure. But um, when I when I started nodding off while I was doing combat, I was like, you know what? This isn't for you. Now, I am going to... I'm going to give it a little bit of space. I'm going to... Next weekend, I'm going to be busy 
with another game that I believe right now is redacted. Um, and, uh, and it's going to take a lot of my time. Hashtag redacted. Hashtag redacted. It's going to take a lot of my time, but it's an annual thing for me at this point. Um, so ever, you know, that should not be hard to guess what game is being sent to me. Um, no. Um, and it's becoming an annual thing, um, which is fine. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to rock that. And then I think the week after I'm going to give it another couple hours and see if maybe, maybe it just wasn't hitting me right. And maybe I need to just get past that first level, um, a little bit farther than that first level. And so I'm going to try, yeah. um, engage with some more of the systems and, and really try and see, cause it could very well be that the, it was just a bad spot. Um, so I'm going to give it another try. I know okay. Tim Schafer makes good video games. I love Brutal Legend so hard. Um, I, and, and I don't even like metal. <laughs> and I love Brutal Legend. Like, it was I didn't, great. It was I, a genuinely yeah, enjoyable game. I didn't get half of the jokes. Uh, uh, I do not have a Lurk command, Polar Plays 95, but uh, thank you for coming into the chat. I should make a Lurk command. I will do that between now and next time. Um, but you are welcome to Lurk. Um... Thank you for the view. So, yeah, I, I mean, I just, I, he makes great games. And I know objectively, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. The animations are fun. The character designs are not my jam, but they look great. You know what it looks like? It looks like a 3D platformer as made by Tim Burton. Yeah. Um, And, I'm, it, and that's clearly what they were going for. It looks great. So um, that is... Um, uh, so that is Psychonauts 2. I bounced. I was disappointed. However, um, I don't think that means it's bad. I'm sure when you get a chance to play it, you'll be able to tell us and give us some more. Because I never played the original. So I'm not particularly attached. Um, yeah. Well, I played like three minutes of the original when I bought it as part of a Humble Bundle on Steam. And I was like, okay, cool. It's a 3D right. platformer. I played it well, I played it when it first came out. Um, I had a copy on... That was like the first game that my husband and I really bonded about was okay. Psychonauts. Okay. So he would come over and sit with me while I was playing and I would go over to his place and we would sit together and he would play on his save and we'd kind of exchange notes and it was cute. It was the very, very early days of our courtship all the way back in 2005. Wow. Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. So It was. That's when I... the game originally came out. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to give it another shot. I really want to, um, cause I, I, we know I love absurd and stupid things and I know this game is, is full absurd, of absurd and stupid things, but it is also very, like very subversive and it's intense. Like uh, some of the concepts that are in the original Psychonauts are really intense. So, you know. This is just another this is just another example of choose the games that are right for you. And yep. don't don't worry about it. It's okay to bounce off of them. It's okay to come back. Yep. You do what's right for you. We're especially for parents, we have like limited amounts of time and energy to spend on, you know, on our hobbies, right? Yep. And and our, you know. So, and this and this is for funsies. Yes, agreed. It's not like when I have to sit down and do my, a mock review for a game, and yeah, that you know, I'm like, that's oh your gosh, that's your that's jobby job. job. That's your that jobby, my job. jobby job. Um, that's my jobby job. So, uh, yes, but I but I know you you've played some challenging stuff. Um, I have. So, all right. So those are that's around the horn. 
Um, you know, we both played a, a fair amount of stuff. I've got more stuff coming. Um, man, this Goodness is knows I do too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. the The rest of this year I'm gonna is going to be gonna... playing Lake. I'm going to be playing Lake this. Um, Did that this come Friday. Up? I'm very excited. Oh, yes. I can't wait. I will. I am a hundred percent going to watch a fair amount of that. I've seen some I high got praise my for that. Code. Cool, cool. Yeah, I am. Uh, well, th- like I said, this weekend is uh, dedicated to Redacted, and yes, it's going to take almost my entire weekend. Um, probably as it does. Um. But uh, but it'll be okay um, because uh, I did the same thing last year and the year before that, and both times I absolutely loved it. If that, there's all of your hints, guys. Um, so I can't freaking wait. Um, How delightful. John Roble knows. Uh, he'd be able to figure it out. What does Steve play every September that he absolutely loved the last two years? Wow. And it takes him a whole weekend to do it. Um, all right, so let's get to work. So that's the fun part we, where we talk about some of the games we play. Let's do the, let's do the hard work. Um, and, let's, uh, and that is uh, promoting our sponsor, which is uh, Virtual Economy. So you guys just recently did your 100th episode. 100. 100 episodes. How crazy is that? It's technically, I think, 103. But it's episode 100, yeah. so I'm pretty okay with that. Yeah, you guys can. I mean, okay you, no, the numbers on the, the number, the number as the numbers on podcast episodes are 100 percent made up. So arbitrary. Yeah, you can call them whatever the heck you want. Um, and so you guys are not only did you celebrate episode 100, but you also have announced that you're going to be bringing your show live. Just like this one, only like more professional because the two of you guys are like super professional. I mean, it's just going to be a little different. That's all. Because we talk about the business of video games over on Virtual Economy. So if you've never listened to Virtual Economy, the tagline for the show is the business of games for the rest of us. Mm -hmm. So Mike and I work really, really hard to make, you know, talking about things like mergers and acquisitions and lawsuits and, you know studio openings and closings and whatever the going the cultural goings-ons in the industry you know most recently we were covering um what was going on even with twitch do better so yeah i mean like we cover for we cover a wide range of we cover a, a, a wide range of topics and we try to make it accessible we're utter goofballs i mean that's 100 percent of the time you know, where I am that is I am fast. now known as the uh what what did we what did we start calling me, Mike? You we had a mouth fart analyst. That's right. I'm a mouth fart analyst because I do a lot of this on the podcast. Um, it's true. Um I did put a link to the virtual economy Twitch channel. Oh, thank you. Um I should thank probably make you. that a command. I think everybody should go give them a follow now, so that, that way if you're just kinda hanging out and they go live, you can go see it. Um you guys also, I mean, you guys do your show, but you also do a great job covering, um, like, live, like big live stream events. You did a whole bunch of stuff during the E3 period. We did. Um, and we'll be and back so, Thursday for PlayStation's State of Play. Yeah. Where we're going to, you know, we're going to watch along with what's going on. And those VODs only exist for a moment. They're ethereal. 
and yes, then they're we gone just, because we, we don't like DMCA takedowns in this house. Yeah, you're not you are not DMCA stands in that house. Um nope. Um yeah, I don't I'm not I will be in their chat watching the show with them because I'm not going to be streaming it because more likely than not it's going to be like God of War and I'll be like, "Wow, check out that guy getting disemboweled on the Engage Family Gaming's Twitch channel." <laughs> like, you know, like you um, never know with the big platform holders. You never know. You, you never know. always count on Wholesome Direct and Guerrilla Collective to give us lots of great family-friendly games, but not so much on the platform holders. Dude, even, Ninten- even Nintendo every once in a while, I'm like, oh, check out that guy with a headshot. Whoops. Um, and so... Or gamers. I, yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, check it out. So... Um, so that's our sponsor uh, every week. It's uh, Virtual Economy. Haven't done that in a while. It occurred to me. So um, everybody, make sure you go over Cheat there and it. give them a follow. They uh, and that way you'll you know when they pop up live, you'll be able to go see their stuff. And like I said, on Thursday, I think it's at five Eastern. Is it five Eastern or four Eastern? I don't even hecking. Whenever around. I will post on EFG socials that I'm going to be in the Virtual Economy chat and to go watch them. Um, and so you'll see it. Um, I'll post in the EFG group and then we can take a look at what's going on with that PlayStation stuff. Also, if you can't make that, uh, EFG show is at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with myself and Jeff Walker from Frozen North. You all will be definitely And we're going to break it down, um, because I'm going to be taking copious notes. No, I'm definitely not going to break it down like that. Um, I can't do that. Um, I look silly when I try and do that. Um, but we're going to be... Uh, I always look silly, so I'm here for it. Same. I mean, did you see the Hawaiian shirt I just bought? So, um, so good. we will be talking about all the announcements because this is because it's probably going to be a big one. Um, okay. On to the topic. Um, Amanda. Yes. Indie games are kind of your thing. You like them. Only a little. Only a little. If assuming only a little means a lot more than almost anything... Except I have your family and been me. called. Yeah, it's true. I have in fact been called the indie queen. That has been a moniker that I have had once or right. twice throughout my career as a game journalist. All right, well, here you're the princess of power. But for now, let's let's take the indie queen and let's roll with it. So there is an article, and I'm going to link it in the chat. Uh, so for folks that want to follow along, if you can, because if you're on your phone, you can't, because um, Twitch will not cooperate. Um, so uh, you made an article that we have published, uh, and it is mm-hmm. the best family-friendly indie games of 2021. And I thought we would just go through and talk through some of the games that are on here. Um, some of them I know, some of them I do not. And then um, also I wanted to throw out some other indie and smaller games that are coming out towards the end of this year that I think people will want to keep an eye out for. Because I think there are Agreed. some games that are not necessarily quote-unquote indie the way we would think about it, but I still think they need, they, they fall in this category. You and I, we should have an actual for realsies discussion about what indie actually means. I don't think it, I'll be honest with you. I don't think indie means anything anymore. (laughs) Um, that's what I think. I think indie means nothing. I think it's an overused term. Um, and so I don't think it means anything for me. Games are games unless they are like crazy triple a bananas things, but like everything else is the same. Like, that's that's my opinion on it. So you are entitled to your opinion, and um, I will love you anyway, even if I don't agree with you. That's fine. I mean, that's cool. So it's okay. Um, We're buds. We so can disagree look, on stuff. exactly. So looking at your list, I'm gonna pick one that I want to talk about. 
Do it. Um, and that is uh, Chicory, a colorful tale. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, yes. Let's talk about Chicory. So Chicory, a colorful tale, is a freaking Legend of Zelda game, and no one can tell me otherwise. It is a Legend of Zelda game, actually. It being a Zelda alike is is very smart. Um, it is. I mean, so essentially you're a little dog in a black and white world and you're coloring it in, more or less. And that that's like the, the from 10,000 feet elevator pitch. Um, but then the rest of it is, is, it plays like a Zelda game. You're exploring, you're getting new abilities, items, etc. that help you do more stuff, that helps you interact with the environment differently. It is cute. Um, it is, you know, I think this is one of those games that for us is going to find its way... Like, of all the games on all of these lists that we're talking about today, I think Chicory, A Colorful Tale, is the, possibly the most likely to end up on one of our, like, most... You know, one of our essentials lists. Or, yeah, I think um, so. Out of a lot of these. Just because of how, you know, wholesome it is. But also, it's not cheapened by that. Like, there are some games that, like... You know, they just kind of take that, like, they just kind of take that Zelda framework and, like, just kind of, like, eh, make it cute. And then it's just not great. Um, yeah. I think this is not that. No. You've played this on your is. stream, right? I did, did. You play it? yes. Okay. That's where yeah. I, that's one of the things where, one of the places I remember this game. What are your yes. thoughts on it? So, I, I initially, so when I sat down to play the demo, I didn't like it. Okay. I didn't love it. I got into it and I'm like, this is really strange. I don't like the way the paintbrush works. I don't like that I can that I can't color within the lines because I want to okay. make different beautiful shapes and colors. And I would like for there to be some kind of color definition. Like if I were painting, you know, an actual watercolor. But then I realized when I sat down and I started playing the game for reals, I'm like, Okay, but watercolor doesn't have constraints, and it only has constraints when you draw over top of it. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't have constraints to begin with. I mean, unless you really, really want it to, and it's very difficult to control watercolors. Yep. So anyway, besides my perfectionism, because let's be real, that was me trying to be a perfectionist, I actually really, really enjoyed how cheeky, how funny, how smart and interesting both the level design and the narrative design both were in this game okay i i think that the little dog that you play as and you can choose their name i choose i chose poutine for my dog's name i like it it was great she's wonderful also now you know, i'm hungry you, thanks yeah no worries buddy I'm, I'm actually really hungry myself so you know like solidarity <laughs> my friend um but it's I think it's I think it's a really, really solid game for kids that are especially for kids that are starting to look at playing more complex adventure games because it is an adventure game. It's a third person action adventure game, but it is an adventure game at its heart, at its core. And you're running around and you're talking with people and you're solving their problems and you're trying to find chicory and you're trying to figure out, like, are you the new master, the new wielder of the paintbrush? You know, it's it's complicated, but it's also really elegant. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on Chicory. Absolutely. Uh, I agree with virtually everything that you said. Um, so what's, you know, we, we obviously are, you know, running a little long. So what are a few of these games 
that you know what's like one of the games that's on this list here that you that we really struck cannot you? miss yeah that we absolutely turnip boy commits tax evasion yep because mm-hmm. you're a blueberry percent listen i'm a blueberry oh my gosh you have a blueberry plush um turnip boy commits tax turnip boy commits tax evasion is Strange. so dumb but in a, a very cool way. So the explanation of Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. So the, the premise of the game is that you are, in fact, a turnip. And you have, in fact, committed tax evasion. And yep. you talk to your mayor and your mayor's like, listen, you have to do stuff for me. Otherwise, I'm going to send you to jail because you committed tax evasion. And so Turnip Boy's like, uh, I don't think that's how that works. And then the mayor is all like, yeah, I think it does. And you have to do what I say. So that's the, that's the entire premise of it. And then it kind of builds and builds and builds into this. And I don't want to give away the secret of the game because there's a really funny twist at the end of the game where you're like, I'm sorry, what? And it's, it's really, it's really quite entertaining. There's a lot of meta and internet humor in there. So if you are as hyper online as I am, there's a lot of stuff in there that makes you laugh just because you saw it in a meme once. And now it's in a video game. It's a very short game to play. I think it's only like four or five hours, but it is funny and it is genuinely genuinely enjoyable to play there are a couple of really challenging moments with bosses um where you end up having to redo some fights here and there but for the most part just you know just dodge dodge is your best friend yeah it is the twist is is in fact not that you are a blueberry and not a turnip i am prime minister blueberry yeah it's a whole thing John. It's a whole thing. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. thing. I like I'll link it. I'll link it in the chat. You all can go laugh at how silly I am. Yep. Um you had cuz it's cuz it's it's bookmarked in a text file on her uh on her uh desktop, I am sure. I loved that I got to tear stuff up because I don't tear stuff up in real life, but it was hilarious tearing stuff up in that game. I'm like, I feel so powerful. Look at me ripping stuff up. It was great. Um, very like legal official documents. It is that all right. So that is a, that is a fun one. Um, I did. I definitely. Fun. I definitely dig that. Look, looking at the, <laughs> um, it. I I will admit I have not played it. However, um, I've played almost <laughs> everything on this list. Not everything, but almost everything. Um. So the uh, so. Looking at this list, the other one that I think people need to kind of pay attention to, and part of that is because it's so available everywhere, including like Apple Arcade, is Cozy Grove. Yes. Which oh, is man, let's talk um, about Cozy Grove. Which is a game you played a bunch on your streams, but also uh, Nicole Tanner, a uh, friend of the show and uh, host of uh, Geeking with the Moms, of which uh, which is that's a retro reference at this point that I was on. Um, but we may be coming back once Halo's done. Um, so, uh, keep your eye out for that. Um, I, at least I'm trying to make it happen. I'm like, it's like fetch. I'm going to try and make it happen. Um, the, uh, is she played this religiously. Um, and I still believe she still does. It kind of like took over the animal crossing slot for her 
Um, because it's like Animal Crossing, but a little spoopier because there's like ghosts and stuff. Um, what yeah, are what are your thoughts on this? Is, uh, I love this game, and I love this game not just because you're playing as a spirit scout, and that is just the coolest thing ever. You're just like this spooky little kid who's on this spooky little island and doing their spooky little tasks. It's also the kind of game where you only play it if like for like twenty minutes a day. It is literally designed to just be dripped out very slowly. Yeah. You go in, you do the tasks that you need to do, you come back, and then you do all the things. And it's it's great because new like New Horizons really just petered out with new content. There was all, there has been almost nothing since launch. And it's been very disappointing because everybody was very excited to play uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons last year, and it's just been like almost no reason to go back to it. So if you're the kind of person like me where you don't have a ton of time to sit down and play a game like this on a regular, like like for hours and hours at a time where you're designing your your island for hours at a time, Cozy Grove is great. It is just this blissful little pocket of time that you can just weave in and out of you don't need to spend a ton of time you know we're not here for a long time you know yep we're here for a good time yeah man um i uh i support that i think that is a really um you know we all need like different kinds of games at different times you know what i mean yeah and the um and i am aware everybody that our internet just got a little hitchy there for a minute um looks like looks like it just fixed so um, I think, you know, we all need different kinds of games. And I think you, you, hit the, um, you hit the nail on the head about Animal Crossing. Is that Animal Crossing, like, Bummer. brought a lot of people in, right? And then it just kind of yeah. dropped off. And I think part of it is because, like, it was extremely successful because of when it came out. But because yeah. of when it came out, we all played it for way more than we were supposed to. We were really only supposed to play it around the same amount of time that we were playing, that we play Cozy Grove. Yeah. The problem is that we were all so excited because we had a world where we could have a little control. Yeah. Where we had more control in our on our Animal Crossing island and hanging out with our friends because it was also a social experience mm-hmm. that we devoured it. Yeah. And Animal Crossing is not designed to be devoured. It is designed much like Cozy Grove is. It's just that people found ways to circumvent um, some of the content, right? Where they, you know, they did a lot of time traveling, so to speak, where they changed the clock. Man, I so fought they were with, able to move forward. I fought with my kids so hard about time travel. So yeah, I, I'm not going to shame anybody that does it like that, but I didn't end up experiencing the game like that. Personally. I'm not shaming anyone else. No, 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 I know you're not. I know you're not. I know you're Just not. shaming my children. That's um, the fun thing to do. Because um, it's, well, it's different. Also, what I didn't want was, I wanted all three of the games to be, like, in their own ecosystem. And if somebody mm-hmm. was time traveling and someone else wasn't, then they're not playing the same game. That was really yeah. all it was. So, yeah, um, that's it. Um, Cozy, so, I, I, Cozy Grove is a, is a great example of a game that's going to be, and I, and I would suspect because of the success of Animal Crossing, which is, uh, unexpected is not the right word, but because it was so popular, I would suspect that more games that play like Animal Crossing is supposed to play Social Simulators, will kind of find their way out. And I think this is one of those, like maybe 
we maybe we don't have like the one game like Animal Crossing. I guess social simulator is a great word. Like maybe we don't have one that we just live in forever, but maybe we have like 10 or 12 that we rotate through, rotate or not rotate through, but just kind of traverse through over the course of four or five years. And I don't know which one is, I, I, I don't know that that's a bad thing. In fact, yeah. I would say that it's probably not a bad thing. Cozy Grove is super cool. It's made by the same people that made Alpha Bears, which is just yes. a mobile puzzle game. It's um, awesome. I so, love Alpha Bears. Yeah, Alpha Bears is great. You know who taught, taught me about Alpha Bears? Uh, Susan Art, uh, who is uh, of the Continue podcast. Um, she true. taught me all about Alpha Bears. Um, Alpha Bears is lovely. If you ever so, need to know about mobile games, Susan's the one to follow. Yo, yeah, definitely. Follow her. She she knows her stuff about mobile games. Um, Legit. So little game. So other games that are not on this list because the, the folks that are watching, um, or if you're listening, go to the show notes or look in the Twitch chat. Just scroll up a little bit. You'll be able to see this article. You can see the rest of it because you made some great recommendations. I want to talk and about I'm going some to games. Be evolving this list. Yes, this 100%. list is definitely going to get updated at some point in the future. But um, I think we should talk about some of the games that are probably going to be on this list. And I think the first one. And I, you know, I guess to what defines an indie is really what's going to define it. But I think the next one that's going to come on here is Kena Bridge of Spirits, right? Is Kena Bridge of Spirits going to be on this list? It will be. Well, I, I would imagine so. I've, I've heard, I've heard I, some mixed things. I about guess I'm asking Kena. is, is it an indie game? It is an indie. According game. to your definition. Yeah, it's not. It's not owned by. It's not owned by a major publisher, so it's not considered first party. For Xbox, Nintendo, or PlayStation, and it is not owned by a major publisher, even though it has major dollars. It's yeah, still definitely. made by a relatively small independent team of creators. Okay. All right. So it's qual. So it so it meets the definition for your list because you're list, the yeah. uh, well, you're the. I mean, you you have editorial control of that list. So I my That's definition true. of indie is irrelevant. Um, also, I'm I'm largely just being sassy, and that's I my hot take. That's my hot take uh, instincts when I want to talk about indies. Don't that's exist. all good. Um, so, uh, Keenan Bridge of Spirits is the end of this month. Like I yes. saw some articles about it, and I'm like, whoa. Um, if it delivers on what they tell us it is, which is like a 3D that's action game, if it delivers on what they're like, if they deliver what they're if they deliver what they're selling. Um, it could be one of the best games of the year. It could it also could be. be a disappointing hot mess. Yep. And there's no way to know until we start digging our digging our fingers into it. So I'm I'm very much so looking forward to it. Yeah, it's the end of this month. Uh, so Cambridge yep. of Spirits, um, I would encourage I'm I'm actually looking up a YouTube uh, trailer to post in the chat right now. Um Kana is spelled with K-E-N-A. So if you just put that in, um you will, you know, to YouTube for those listening. When you get home, don't do it while you're driving. Um, you'll find literally if you just put Kana in the um, search, you'll get a um, you'll get a YouTube video. Um, you are a, a young woman who has a really cool staff that she can also use as a bow, and you are cl- helping cleanse a forest of rot, and the yes. rot is like minions. Basically, you are a forest priestess. Yeah. And it's it's very cool. So you're, I, I, I suppose, will be, will be called that a druid? Yeah, Probably I'm going to go with it. a druid of some kind. 
It's and so, yeah. It's, it's very, very cute. It looks like the control structure is well designed based on the demos that I've seen, but because I haven't gotten my mitts on it, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like, and I have to just be patient. And really, the only reason you haven't is because we're not at conventions. Like, you would have seen this at a PAX or I at, would have. Or at something. Or at a, a, they would have, you know, done some kind of demo event in New York that I'm you would certainly. have gone to or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, because... I mean, PlayStation, PlayStation normally does their big summer game, yeah. um, like, demonstration, essentially. And I, yeah, I probably would have gone in for yeah. it, but... And what are you going to do? But because nobody's doing those things, because we're living through an apocalypse, it threw a lot of stuff off for everybody. Um, and The Fire Nation is attacking. The Fire Nation definitely is still attacking. And man, uh, we thought the Avatar had them held back for a little bit. But we're having a setback. It's okay. We'll figure it out. Sorry. Right. Just got to have faith in Aang. Got a logic in the chat saying, ooh. Um, I agree. Got a logic. Ooh. Ooh. Very excited. It is super. This is exactly what we, you know, like, this is what I am looking for. I just want, like, a cool, you know, Zelda-ish run around, hit things with a stick or shoot Absolutely. a bow and arrow. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, that's the end of this month. Can I say, I, mm-hmm. I want to talk about one game that when I say small, and that's my daughter, speaking of small, it's my daughter behind me. Um, and this is going to sound Jeez, really small. crazy. I got it. She is small. Um, I got a trailer sent to me today for a video game that is not up everyone's alley, but it's very weak. But I am oddly super interested in seeing how it's executed. Um, And it's the Peppa Pig game. Evan's over here laughing at me. Here's what's crazy. Not only are you laughing at me, but Amanda like literally turned her head sideways. So I do not like Peppa Pig. I I want to be very clear. Okay. So they are making, they are making, um, and this is, uh, so there's a game coming out. It's from Outright Games, which is, uh, they, they make licensed stuff. You know, they made like the Hotel Transylvania game. They're making, you know, whatever, right? Um, this was pointed out to me. Um, I went to one of their, you know, the, the PRT for them is great. And I love a lot of the stuff they do, you know, cause for what it is, it's great. They do the Paw Patrol games, you know, stuff like that. And so okay. they always invite me and they always invite the team from super parent and stuff like that. So, you know, it's that crowd. And so I went and one of the games they showed is my, is a game called my friend Peppa Pig. And it is. As Pitt, and this is one of those, again, kind of like Kana, like if it if it works the way it's sold, then I'm actually kind of interested to see how it works because it is a, it's a point and click adventure game meant for pre-readers. Okay. And I think that is super fascinating because normally point and click adventure games are incredibly obtuse, right? Like they're, they're. Yeah. And, and at the very least, they involve, like, some relatively complex puzzle solving and some reading. Mm-hmm. And this is designed for pre-readers. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to play like a point-and-click adventure game. Like, hey, in order to go driving, you need daddy's glasses. So you got to find daddy's glasses and you go around the house. I think that sounds interesting. Um, no, it's not a Battle Royale game. 
John. Uh, Peppa Pig, Peppa Pig Battle Royale would be very, very different. Um, I so I am. They're they're gonna send me a code. I'm gonna play it, and I am. Of course you are. I am very curious as to how this game plays out because I think it could be very awesome. Ignoring the content, you know, pep, you know, some people hate pe- Peppa Pig, but like, if you are an adventure game fan, which I have been known to enjoy some of them, mm-hmm. um, and you want to share that with your kids, this could be one of those opportunities. Oh, it's definitely, it's a muddy royal. Yeah, it's definitely a muddy royal. Um, so, well done, Gatologic. Well done. That's good. That's So, good. Um, that is another one of the games that is, I, I mean, it's being made by outright games. It's not being published by any major publisher, so I guess technically it qualifies. Uh, but it's definitely not, I don't think I would qualify it as an indie game, but it's definitely smaller. Um, and it kind of fits this. I think it's super weird, and it might be cool. And I think I it's definitely, weird. and I think it's going to be, I mean, it's definitely targeted for the absolute youngest kids, but that's the thing. Like it's a genre that we don't normally get. Most little, little game, kid games, they get platformers and this is yeah. a different kind of game. Um, so that's it neat. should, it should be interesting. That's really neat. So I dig that. What else, what else do you got? I think we got time for one more. Okay. So what else do we want to talk about? Oh, I want to talk about, um, Lost Words. Okay. So this is published by Modus, and okay. it's de- it's developed by this very they're very sweet people. I met them at a press junket a couple of years ago. So Lost Words is deceptive because okay. when you first start playing it, it's a storybook, and you're playing essentially platforming around yep. this storybook. And you're making the decisions that this little girl who is probably um, my son's age, so probably 10, 11 years old, and she's a writer. So she's writing in her diary about things that are happening in her life. And you have to help her make decisions about the right words to use in her diary. The book, or sorry, the story goes back and forth between the little girl as the author and the book that she ends up writing, the story she ends up writing. You choose the name of the of the protagonist and what she looks like. Okay. And it, this interplay of these two, these two narratives create, and when I say deceptive, I mean like you're expecting a really... Like, lighthearted, fun story. It's actually a story about grief. It's a story about processing loss as a child and the power of words and the power of writing as not just catharsis, but as a really, really important creative outlet when you're dealing with things that are bigger than you. Sure. Okay. So... It is, it's a, it's a side-scrolling platformer at its core. Okay. You're solving puzzles. You are using words to make spells, essentially. So you put a, you put a specific word out onto the, onto the screen and then it creates a spell. Sometimes that spell is, you know, an offensive spell and it helps you defeat enemies. Sometimes it helps you manipulate the environment that you're in so you can get to higher platforms 
or you can get to things that are a little bit more difficult to get to. But what I love most about Lost Words is that we have some stories about grief, right? Like we've got Spiritfarer. Spiritfarer is a game about death. Yep. And it's very, very kid-friendly because it talks about death in this personified way where death isn't just something that randomly happens. It's something that you help people come to terms with okay. for themselves. Lost Words is a lot like that, but it's more direct in how it talks about death and how it talks about grief and coming to terms with loss as a, as a little kid. I would have loved to have had a game like this when I was little and I was trying to process my grandmother's death when I was eight years old, this would have been so, so helpful for me <laughs> for trying to figure out, you know, what am I feeling and why am I feeling it? My grandma's coming back though, right? Like she's not gone forever. So it's really beautiful, but it is deceptive and subversive in, in the way in which you know, you get into it. You're like, oh, this is going to be so cute. I love this. And holy crap, really? Are we doing this? Okay. It really puts the pedal to the grief metal. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting how many games over the last handful of years have been, like, including these serious tones about, like, growing older and death things like that you know like i i think of um like that dragon cancer that dragon cancer i mean that game it was like right that, that, that was not a hurt. that one did not sneak up on you that is a game that i actually um will not play i know it is good it i have i bought it yeah uh but i'm not gonna boot it up because i i don't i cry at like good coke commercials like i don't need like i don't need to play a game that's deliberate but like unraveled messes me up yeah well Look. unravel is a is another game where it's an it's an exploration of the depth and breadth of human emotion it's yep. in it told through the guise of this cute little yarn creature yeah you know i love subversive games like that that really they really really do speak to me yeah Absolutely. So these are just a few of the yeah. indie games out this year and that will come out towards the end. I mean, there's no way Amanda and I could podcast for literally 12 hours and still have um, more indie games to talk about because there are so many of them. I always love talking about indies. Exactly. So um, Amanda, we did it. We did. We just recorded episode 270 of the Engage Family Woo. Gaming Podcast. Everybody in the chat, thank you very much. Uh, I just want to say... This is not the last show this week. On Thursday, I've got the EFG show with Jeff Walker of the Frozen North. And then I will be back next Monday with another episode of World of Warcraft Monday, where uh, I believe Dana will be back. She was uh, in uh, the she was on vacation with her partner and his family. They were showing them around Emerald Isle, I think, in Ooh. South Carolina. Um, and... Uh, before the world shuts down again. So they're trying to get that out of the way. Um, and I think it was her first time meeting some of his family. So it was a very big deal for her. Um, which is why she missed this past week. So it'll either be her back and us doing like cool chore stuff. Or I'll be messing around on my very pretty new mage who has very nice hair. Um, so uh, you know how we'll be, I feel about good hair. I, I do know. Um, I will show you sometime. Um, so That's everybody... Right 
You have yourself a great day. We'll be back next week also for board game week uh, with Linda and I. And I promise I will not talk all about Magic the Gathering. I promise I will not. But if you want to see that stuff, follow me on TikTok because I've been doing a preview every, every day. Um, they're reprinting uh, some some very, very crazy stuff. Um, and so uh, if you want to know all about that, you uh, you just uh, head on over to TikTok and you find me. And we will uh, we will talk about it because Delver of Secrets is back. In case anybody's curious. Um, so everybody, you have a great night. We'll be back next week. And until then, uh, don't forget to get your family game on. Thank you for the hypes in the chat. See y'all soon. Bye, everybody. Music for the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Hop by Kevin McLeod and audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.